What's going on, everyone? Welcome, YouTube and the world. Uh, those two things exclusively to episode 73 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, this is Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka uh, Bash Me Outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, aka Dr. Do Too Little, aka uh, It's Not Me, It's Not You. We're just going through a tough time right now, aka Little Poopy Dirt. Um, and as always, I'm here with Navik. Hey, it's Navek, a.k.a. Navape, a.k.a. Mr. Rob's Your Girls, and say hello, then run away. A.k.a. the Tamil Tyrese, a.k.a. Big Seon, a.k.a. Lil Couch. And you know what? Today, and only this particular episode, we actually have a special guest. We have a very special guest. Every other guest prior to today uh, is insignificant. Wow. Truly. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. Everyone. All <laughs> all 72 guests we've had. Mm. Um, today we have... Uh, Nate Burley, aka Young Clancy, with us today. Do you have any other AKs you wanna uh, you wanna share with people real quick? No. Thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, this has been uh, I don't want to say a long time coming, but we've definitely been keen to have you on for uh, for a very long time. So we're happy to to have you here. Uh, kind of sit and chat with you in your home as well. Um, you want know, to talk about this home a little bit? It's very, very cozy in here, and there's kind of there's there's levels to it, literally and figuratively. Um, yeah, there are th- there are three levels. Three basement, <laughs> basement, main, and upstairs, yeah. as we call it. Oh, is there a kitchen? Uh, no, there's a kitchen on the main floor. Though. Okay, that's good. Phenomenal. And upstairs, and in the upstairs. Oh upstairs. shit! Okay. Amazing. How long have you how long have you been in the space for now? Uh, about three years. Okay. Yeah. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we know that you're obviously down here where we currently are in the basement, um, making music primarily is what you're doing down here. Also, just chilling, just vibing as well. Which yeah, is come down here to vibe. <laughs> Ex- <good>. Exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like the minute I stepped into this room, like I felt the vibrations off rip. Like I knew you were creating some, some real, you know, artists we call art, <laughs> you know. So I know you're. Oh totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Others call it content. You know, content is also a preferred term these days. People really like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Nate, you, uh, yeah, you're someone we've obviously been keen to to sit down with, uh, due to the wonderful music that you make, uh, and the kind of the chance that we've had to to kind of listen to it over the the past i guess three years now it would have been 2016 that we kind of uh mm-hmm. yeah first came to to know you and your music um but uh please tell us man how have you been feeling this this month this year even uh yeah walk us through that for a moment real quick yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I, I'm just excited to start working on new stuff now. Yeah, know? yeah. A lot of those songs were like quite old. Um, like they they had gone back like four years, so um, it was great to like finish them off and be proud of that project. Yeah, for sure. And also perform them live a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would o- also be okay if I never performed them live again. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I feel like the... That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. The, well, thank you, man. Uh, I feel like the last time we spoke, uh, yeah, you'd kind of been upfront about the, the excitement that kind of comes along with performing music live, but uh, also the anxiety that comes with like being on the stage in front of some people you love and really <laughs> care lots about, and also some people who are like, you've never met in your life. Um yeah and just like how, how, challenging, yeah, <laughs> how challenging it is to to kind of be up there um did you ever did you ever perform music uh as like a child were you ever part of like choirs or like were you learning an instrument from like a young age that put you in that position um no uh it was more uh, my parents sent me to this um alternative school called voice mm which had like a heavy emphasis on like drama like it was a very small school and everyone they put on a uh, a couple plays a year that everyone had to participate in right so i guess that was my first um experience like performing right not by choice yeah <laughs> yeah clearly clearly not by choice what was your role he's <laughs> like why did you send me there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you ever get an answer? Have you gotten an answer from your parents as to as to what their kind of their reasoning was there? Um, they just like weren't happy with the school at the I, I was at a public school mm. and they weren't happy with it. Yeah, fair enough. Do you remember what the play was and uh, what your role was in it? Um, vaguely, <laughs> they were like. Like the the all the students like wrote wrote it as well. Right, right, right. Um. Oh shit! The students wrote it. That's phenomenal. So That's phenomenal that the students wrote it. I can just imagine yeah. the storyline. So <laughs> Why did they do that? Yeah. Not like a totally cohesive like plot or anything. <laughs> more like I a imagine. series of um like sketches <laughs> loose that were loosely <laughs> yeah. tied together. <laughs> So calling it a play is definitely <laughs> a stretch. <laughs> but I remember the first one uh I was me and my friends were we were just like dressed up like uh nerds. <laughs> just, like hiked up our pants right high and wore like uh glasses. Right. Um I don't remember what we did and like or like how it was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I can also imagine wanting to wipe it from your memory, but yeah, uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> repressed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Way yeah. deep down. <laughs> um, I was gonna say too. Uh, when I think of like sto- when I think of elementary school and story writing, uh, or just like yeah, anything to do with like creating a play or whatever it is, um, I just think of like logic. I like I vividly remember in like in first grade <laughs> trying to write this story for class, and uh, involved like some badger. And then uh, the badger is like trying to like show his like love for his wife, I guess. Mm. Um, but then like my story was just like he ended up like going to get like flowers. Um, but then like while he's at the at the flower shop, he realizes that he doesn't love his wife. Um, <laughs> it and is a wild I, story. Yeah, <laughs> it is a wild story. It's kind of like real life, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, but I vividly remember like showing it to my teacher and her just being like. 
there are plot holes and there's an inconsistency like why did he like love her one moment and not you know like it's like a really sad episode of arthur yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it that's exactly what it is uh you know what miss Shear, i'll address her right now he suffered uh he suffered greatly at the hands of her abuse okay it was a facade the flowers were facade he was struggling internally the whole time Dang, you were ahead of your time End scene. yeah thank you Jeez. um yeah, they clearly weren't ready for it. But, you know, at the same time, I'm sure I could have done some work uh, on this play. I'm like a whack teacher. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, she just she just didn't get the, uh, she, she didn't catch my vibe, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, but. Um, you weren't in, like, screenwriting 101. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> what I should have been enrolled in. That's right. <laughs> I should have been. Yeah, what the hell? You know what? Screw that teacher, bro. What is she thinking? And here I am now, podding, you know, instead of screenwriting. In Thank you face. for in your face. Yeah. She could have fostered you and really helped you grow. Made me a, pr- a protege, uh, yeah. You know. Uh, ultimately, you decided to do this podcast with me. Yeah, exactly. So, wow, look what you did. Yeah. Side story, but you guys ever watch that movie, uh, Kindergarten Teacher? Yes. <laughs> have you seen that movie, yet? Kindergarten Teacher? Um, who's it, who's it so it's Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, 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 you <laughs> that's the character. That's the actor you remember from that movie. Yeah, I mean, she was like technically the main character, right? Wow, I didn't. I totally forgot she I think was in a different movie. I'm thinking the one with Arnold. Yeah. Oh. Kindergarten Cop. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wait, what do you think? Wait, what did you say? Kindergarten Teacher is a movie about like Maggie Gyllenhaal like being like possessive over this like child who's like a. Po- like a poet protege. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that actually. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, it sounds wild because I associate it with kindergarten <laughs> coffers, but I actually, I actually did. See that, that is it's a little so kid, funny. Right? It's a little then, kid, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, she, that could have been her. You, that could have been you, is what I'm trying to say. Um, oh, but she takes his poems and stuff. Right? So she, like, she t- takes him out to, like, poetry bars. She's like, this man is, like, this child. Kidnapping him. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler exactly. Word. Yeah, wow. it's like, yeah, it's it's intense. It's a really intense movie. Um, yeah, that's a bad joke. It didn't go over too well. But you know okay. It actually is the complete opposite of Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, right. <laughs> <What happens>? I've actually <laughs> never seen. Kindergarten I've never Cop, seen Kindergarten I just Cop. Like know about it. Yeah, as soon as you brought up <laughs> Arnold, I was like, yeah, I think we're thinking <laughs> of two different movies here. Yeah, Arnold just had a, a supporting role in <laughs> yeah. this drama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because exactly. what I was thinking is, cause, so he was, you know, kindergarten cop. There was a teacher there, and I thought Maggie Gyllenhaal was a teacher. Oh no, no, no! And then I was like, why would you think of Maggie Gyllenhaal yeah. first? Think kindergarten cop. <laughs> no, you know, I honestly not. think of the the Arnold. Yeah, know? fair. But, uh, <laughs> that would be so yeah. funny if Arnold Schwarzenegger had like just like a, a bit part and like, like <laughs> yeah. he was just like a delivery man or something yeah, like, like, for one minute. <laughs> Just yeah. like and like even subtler than like a cameo, like they didn't they didn't like do it up like a big cameo. He was just kind of in the background, like a yeah. and kept it moving. That would have been that would be perfect. That's a great great idea. A uh, little yeah, Easter yeah. egg, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on to that one. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna try and see that through. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Um, but you know, speaking of uh, of screenwriting or story writing. Um, we know that you you uh, went to school. You went to university out out east um, to to study like writing, study creative writing. Is that is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, how uh, 
how kind of, or maybe prior to even going out there for school, um, was songwriting uh, kind of like a an outlet or like a product of uh, a lot of the writing you were doing prior to going to university or even going out to university? Um, and did that come uh, did that come to you a lot earlier than um, production, or did it kind of simultaneously happen? Um, yeah. Back then, I was just kind of writing songs on guitar, mm-hmm. um, and not really showing anybody. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe in my last year of university, I started <coughs> putting up songs on SoundCloud. Right. And then got like we got like ninety plays. That's pretty damn. Hey cool. man, <laughs> listen, we got ninety ninety high top flop floppers out there, uh, and we love all of them. You know, love love the floppers. Love yeah. the floppers, man. Love you the ninety listens. You know. Um, James Harden's out there. Yeah, exactly. He's out there. He's out there listening, man. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. He's out there. He's out there. Um, but yeah, and and then was it um, was it while you were in university that you kind of explored with uh, more production, like digital audio production, or uh, yeah, did it take you some some time before you kind of transitioned? Okay, wow. Damn. Um, and then I actually went back to school. Okay. And did this uh, one-year program at Ryerson called Media Production. Okay. Um, and I was like, maybe that'll help me get better uh, produ- production. Right, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> seems like it will, vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it did. I ended up, my, like, thesis project was this, uh, like, country album that was, like, built from samples. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Damn. And, uh, yeah. Damn. So it wasn't that long ago, then. It's, like, uh, some, some, <laughs> some Pascal Siakam shit. Uh, sure, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> of really not, uh, I mean. I definitely put myself in the same league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, Peril. Yeah. <laughs> no, but truly though, I think uh just like given um uh I think the what I would argue is yeah, the the complexity of your work and the the kind of amount of layers and thought that go into it as well. Um it's very evident that the, that you kind of done a lot in those in those 5 years which I think is yeah, pretty remarkable. Um you know, we just had uh someone our, our last guest on the show um is this 21-year-old uh producer from uh, Scarborough, and he's telling us that he's been producing. He's been producing music since he was ten years old, uh, and at first it was almost a little hard to believe. Um, but wow. yeah, uh, I mean the fact that he's a little bit younger than us, but yeah, still, uh, you know, almost what ten, eleven years ago for him. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Got got his hands on some fruity loops and and, <laughs> kept, and, and got things rolling. You know, I think uh, that'll be more prevalent in this like going forward. Yeah, like all the hottest producers will be like sixteen. Yeah, so. truly, truly, truly. Um, given what they have access to and and, uh, mm-hmm. and what is out there for them to kind of learn from, you know. Sure. Um, but even with that said, I think it's always really, uh, really remarkable to kind of uh, note the, the, the different time periods that it kind of takes for, not even takes, but uh, the journeys that people go on uh, to kind of get to where they are now. Um, but yeah, as, as you kind of mentioned uh, this year, um, you know, you have, uh, you released volume two, um, this lovely EP, and you had kind of mentioned that a lot of the songs that you had produced on there um, were songs that you kind of started or had had produced 
was it three or four years ago that you kind of got it got started on them mm-hmm. uh yeah sorry go ahead um yeah a lot a lot of them take me to the first song on the ep was actually one of the first like songs i put up on soundcloud as young clancy oh shit like a while ago and it was just <coughs> it was like built on this uh Ozzy brothers sample okay um so it was cool but it was cool to bring it back and like kind of rewrite it with live instruments right 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 um and something i was i was gonna say too is uh is in terms of, I guess maybe what you were, uh, what you were writing about, um, uh, and what you're singing about as well, um, did you care for it to, to kind of be like a, a continuation, thematically from uh, from your first project or Volume One, um, or was it more so, yeah, was it more so for you kind of like more, yeah, about getting those getting those songs out and kind of finishing them and and putting them out at a point where you where you'd felt happy with them um yeah i feel it feels like a kind of like deeper exploration of the same themes Mm -hmm. of the first project yeah um but yeah ultimately i just wanted to finish them yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) um but i had a great time you know making it it just took a long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You know, um, one song that really stuck out to me was uh, the last song on that, which I think is Clown, mm-hmm. right? And I relate to it heavily because uh, a lot of women have called me a clown. <laughs> and I'm not talking about jokes. Okay. They've called me a clown for, you know, obviously various reasons. And um, I want to know uh, how, you, how you came into that song there. It was a lot of personal experience. It was just... Uh, you know, maybe friends' experiences that you're writing off of. Um, yeah, that's a close song to me as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. As a, as someone who identifies as a clown right. or a clown adjacent human. Hey man, this clown's anonymous right here. Yeah. We see you. Thank see you for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually got the idea for that song uh from the movie uh Wally. Oh shit! Cause uh, he has that really like sweet relationship with that like other uh, robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's well, he's kind of a clown. Yeah. That, so yeah, that was the that was where I came from. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there is there a lot of uh, yeah? Is there? I don't want to say. Yeah, I don't want to generalize and just kind of say you know songwriting inspiration but uh but yeah is there um are are movies something that you uh yeah you think you think lots about when you think about songwriting or or not even movies necessarily but just kind of the the way that stories are kind of told and and the way characters are developed do you feel like that's uh helped you in kind of developing some of the you know i guess i could say characters i mean i i'll I can imagine that a lot of uh, a lot of what you write written about may come from personal experience, but oftentimes it can extend past that, right? We can see projections of ourselves in in other characters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's helpful to think of each song as like a more of a story, mm-hmm. a song. Um, 
that you want you want it to be like flesh you want or like you know you want the like character of the song to be like very fleshed out yeah 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 um but yeah I, li- I like I like movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> I won't call myself a, f- a film buff yeah fair enough you know a cinephile kind of the worst word for that cinephile yeah I'm not into that one um, yeah that reminds what? me of that uh, Lonely Island <laughs> with uh, Michael Bolton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, at the end, he's like, Michael Bolton is a major cinephile. <laughs> 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 Michael Bolton is a huge cinephile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to be, be associated there. But mm. um, yeah, I, I, I quite like that, uh, mainly because. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like this is a hot take, but sometimes, like, sometimes, like, our experiences, um, yeah, to, like, to fully say that, like, you're, uh, like, a song or a song is about, like, a lived experience, um, can, can, some, can potentially be, like, a stretch, you know, uh, especially given that, like, sometimes the things that we experience in life can be, like, mundane, you know, uh, they can be very normal, very regular things, um, so to think about them as characters are often, like, a yeah. a really neat way to kind of like put them to still allow for a listener to um envision them as like a person as like a as like a human experience mm-hmm. um and, and potentially rooted in like a thought or idea or, or maybe even someone that you've experienced in your life but not necessarily needing to, to kind of tie back to you um i mean some people's lives are definitely crazy yeah it's true it's very true it's very true but i'm not if i I really you know was trying to be like tell non-fiction music would be mad boring yeah fair enough no fair enough um is that something you've ever uh, outside of music is that ever something that you've uh you've dove into in terms of like uh non-fiction or even fiction writing is that something that you you continue to do do you feel like you you focus more of your energy into uh into your musical production yeah I, yeah I don't, I don't really do very much writing other than that yeah fair enough i try to keep a journal yeah healthy man you know mm-hmm. healthy to articulate thoughts i'm not doing it daily yet but yeah you know, it's nice when i get to do it yeah 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 uh i hear you i've very recently fallen off uh unfortunately but uh here i am talking about it publicly you know having a couple clowns alongside me here to uh, hold me accountable um because yeah i hear you man that's a it's an important thing to do to get that out get those thoughts out there um mm-hmm. something that uh i guess uh yeah Nive can have definitely noticed uh when it comes to um yeah your your music or or even uh your uh your social media presence is that there's there's very little to, to actually know a lot of clowning of, a lot of, not only yeah a lot of clowning first of all i'll say well not necessarily in the music but um but there's very little facade i think uh we we get all of you we just see we see you uh when uh yeah when you're out up on stage presenting your music or even on social media um tossing around the the patagonia sponsored ads um yeah which we greatly appreciate um I think thank you yeah in a lot of ways uh uh we kind of operate the same way uh and by this i mean to say you know like we're very well aware of like 
how uh, hashtags and Instagram algorithms work and how, uh, you know, paying for ads and all that stuff kind of works. But, um, yeah, in a lot of ways, very intentionally, we're almost just like not too interested in it, you know, Um, because we're not too sure necessarily, yeah, how it contributes to what we're doing or if it's even uh, a lifestyle that we're kind of like ready to commit to uh, for various reasons. But, um, but yeah, I I guess uh, I am kind of curious. You know, I recently... uh I recently joined the 1,000 follower club. Whoa. <laughs> Hold play on. The, man, play that. Already. I got I already know what am I, that ready. You what am I doing? I don't I not to brag. Bang I it off. The, bang it one damn. more time. How's that feel? How's that feel? It feels great to finally have the same amount of followers as a popular high school student. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what you need to do? You need to put all the the initials of all your best friends in the in your <laughs> that's your bio. That's like how you're really gonna get those followers. Because yeah. every every one of your followers is gonna wanna get their initials in the mix, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so listen, this is just a little it's just a little branding strategy here. I'm just putting your way, okay? I love it. You gotta think big Anymore. here when it comes to content. We're we're content creators of over course. here. Um, first and foremost first and foremost before being human beings <laughs> we create content um but uh but no i i guess i'm curious to know um because i think why i bring this up is that uh i think it's very evident that there is like a formula to uh kind of garnering this like attention and garnering this like momentum when it comes to uh promoting anything anything that you do um particularly on the internet and um, yeah, I guess I'm kind of curious to know uh, whether you feel like uh, a pressure to, whether there's like a pressure for you or um, if you feel very comfortable in the kind of d- decisions that you made to just like, uh, to yeah, to not necessarily uh, feed into, I guess, this formula that I'm kind of mentioning here that does involve like doing the promotional material and getting the sponsored ads and doing the collabs and you know all, all sorts of um i don't want to say unnecessary things but evidently like uh i don't know kind of like rooted in like do you guys ever watch the like sp- the sponsored posts that appear on your feed um i only watch them when like they're from like people that i followed before who didn't have sponsored ads uh so when i do see them i'm like oh shit this person is this spot is they've been getting pretty wild for me yeah there's like a lot of just like dudes like rapping along to like a beat playing off an iphone oh shit and then they paid money to like advertise this yeah (laughs) yeah i see a lot of dudes with just uh selfies and they promote it and i'm like my g never do that oh my god um that's the worst damn it's like at that point it's just like what even is your personal brand you know uh i mean i'm not trying to like diss anybody here but yeah i'm dissing essentially uh, you are. <laughs> yeah i'm very much dissing. let's be honest let's diss these people <laughs> I'm dissing. we all have personal brands mine is you know being uh single and a podcaster <laughs> you know uh it's a great wh- brand that's well, that's great, that, right? that's exactly tight. that's what everybody knows me as they see me on the street and I'm like holy shit how are you a podcaster and single at the same time? <laughs> we, I personally don't know how you're still able to do this, but you know, 
just just one of the things self-control yeah right right right. yeah you're keeping it together and you know what ultimately leads into how we take care of ourselves you know um we're doing uh therapy boys yeah 2019 2019 2020 20 to infinity you know exactly that's right i haven't been yet but it's on my to-do list yeah honestly hey fair enough um Mm. you know of course we can say there's no time like now but you also got to be in a headspace to to kind of get there call this therapy for now that's fine that's man (laughs) wow okay (laughs) 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 wow well you know if it's with us then that's a privilege i'll let me let me tell you uh, <laughs> I feel better already. Oh man! That's, <laughs> Whoa! That's Are you saying we're healing you in a way? <laughs> Send me an invoice. You know? <laughs> yeah, Jeez! <laughs> All right. We're energy healers. Only we're aligning chakras. I'm <laughs> throwing shade at my mom. Shout out to my mom for being a Reiki instructor. <laughs> I have qualms with the practice. I'm sorry. I have qualms with the practice. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. She is. Um, and uh it's cool man she's you know we we joke about the vibes but she's been aligning vibes you know she's been creating vibes she's really the queen of vibes that's right, yeah. that's right. You talk about vibes. she's a vibe creator and she doesn't even dj take that mm. in man wow yeah uh she's no promo material at coda nightclub let me tell you <laughs> um but she's still creating vibes <laughs> Um, but no, to, to get back to, to what I was mentioning, yeah, do you, do you feel like, because uh, I understand obviously you, you have, uh, you have management and of course you have friends uh, who make music as well, um, given, yeah, what you've kind of come to understand about, uh, I guess very simply put, yeah, how people like make money and, uh, you know, kind of garner the, the streams or the attention that they care to, um, is do you feel that there's some sort of pressure to to kind of succumb to to a lot of these like kind of like boxes to check off on like a to-do list um no not so much anymore Mm. uh this past project was put out by the label so i mean they covered a lot of like sponsored posts and whatnot amazing um which was good I don't know like it, yeah like it's so exhausting to like do like formulaic like yeah. instagram posts yeah 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 um and like at the end of the day like people would i think i think people would rather like, get a more like authentic like unique content yeah, content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no exactly and, like, yeah. At least for me. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's also weird that I have to like, I'm, it's like really important for me to like thrive on a visual platform. Yeah. As a musician, but. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. My gosh. That's actually a very good point. I I didn't think about that coming into now, but uh, yeah, that is a very good point is like, why, uh, why does that become uh, a standard? that you you're kind of meeting given that your artistic medium has i mean not to say that you you don't uh produce and and kind of like put out videos to to music but uh um but yeah that's a real thing mm-hmm. um i'm curious i am curious to know though where the uh where your affinity for the patagonia uh <laughs> the patagonia ads came from those are, those are quite brilliant um you know it's just a brand that i <laughs> 
respect. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that someday they give me the respect that yeah. I deserve. <laughs> Because you know what? If they only had known the, all the micro-influencing <laughs> I've been doing on their behalf. That's right. Look at us. You have, them talk, you have us talking about it on a third-party platform. The jacket that Nick's wearing today, or was wearing yesterday, you know? It's Patagonia. And today, yeah. And today. Wow, that's, right. That. that's right. Um, I clock that every time. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> right. Are you saying your micro-influencing influenced me to get a Patagonia winter jacket? Um... Maybe. <laughs> kind of weird. Maybe. That's when did he forget it? Yeah. I mean, when and where? Honestly, last week. So big. Damn. Uh, got him. Got him. You better go and you wake up. Give me my fucking money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me my fucking money. Patagonia, get out of your damn bed and wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smell <laughs> the pay coffee. To the pay attention and offer the bag, yeah. please. <laughs> I am begging you. <laughs> Um, but no, I think that, I think it's great. And I also think there's a, there's great irony given that, uh, yeah, I, I think my favorite thing is like, is watching someone, uh, when they're kind of like given like a product, uh, from like a particular brand and, uh, you know, oftentimes I'll see these people like open up the box and there's always this like really lovely handwritten card by some PR intern, yeah. uh, who's written like, Hey, blank, like, thanks for rocking with us for so long. And it's like, how do you actually know? Did they just send you an email and tell you that they've loved this brand for the past 15 years of your life mm-hmm. but you on the other hand you know you're just there's there's nothing on the other end you know i think that's that's what love is mm-hmm. uh at the end of the day um but listen if there's anything we can do to help you make it happen you know if we need to just i am desperately seeking validation <laughs> from <laughs> any brand okay. <laughs> at this point <laughs> okay Bass Pro Shop. Bass Pro yeah, that's right. You know, compliments. Yeah. Food. <laughs> no name brand. We will take um, the no name frozen peas any day of the week. Bright Bar. Bright Bar. <laughs> just one of the big few, you know. Oh big my three. God. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. No name compliments. Bright Bar. <laughs> Those are the big three. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, keep, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep you in mind. I can be bought. Yeah. <laughs> I have a price. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> Um, so this year with, uh, with the music that re- you released prior to releasing, uh, volume two, you released, uh, uh, uh the friends EP, uh, which is uh, a project that you put together with, um, your friends, uh, folks that you've, yeah, you admire or who are your pals. You also make some pretty great music. Um, did that, was that, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I was about to assume that there's like some grandiose timeline that, you know, you've you've come up with for yourself but maybe i shouldn't assume that is that something that you know is just kind of happening uh as you determine your like capacity and your motivation and your energy levels to to produce your music and kind of like commit to the recording process and production process did you have this friend's project in mind for for some time was it something that kind of came together um yeah it was actually the it was actually the label's idea Okay. So it was n- did not come together organically at all. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, like, we kind of want you to, like, uh, like when volume two is, like, kind of a ways away from being done. Right. They were like, what if you, like, put out, you know, some other music, like, in the meantime? Mm-hmm. And, they, and they suggested doing, like, a collaborative project. Right. Um, and they were seeing it more from, like, a 
marketing standpoint. Mm. Um, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was actually a really fun day experience. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> You know what though? I I do get that when you're like when someone is explicitly telling you that it's like this is for like some kind of branding or like marketing perspective. Uh, I can understand how that's off-putting, right? Uh, it it makes you yeah, it makes you question the like integrity of this idea, whether or not there's like something that provides you as like an artist some kind of like personal satisfaction or gain as well, fulfillment. Pardon me, not gain. Um, but I'm glad that it turned out super well in the process as well. How how did you kind of go about? Uh, uh, putting these these songs in particular, there's like, uh, yeah, very clearly a, a bunch of really really talented artists, and I'm I'm curious to know, was it just kind of you doing some outreach uh, to yeah. to pals just to see who who might be interested? Yeah, I just had a few like instrumentals and whatnot that were bubbling. Yeah, and yes, yeah, I I uh, kind of nervous to ask everyone. Yeah. Said yes. <laughs> Amazing. Every okay. Wow. Yeah. Perfect record. That's brilliant. Yeah, six for six. Six. For <laughs> That's great. Um, and of course, you earlier this year you uh, you kind of performed as well. Uh, when was the last time that you'd performed live prior to uh, prior to that concert? To the friends. Was uh, it in February? Was it in February that you performed? That. Yeah. No, that was in March. In March. Okay. It had, yeah, it had definitely been a while. Mm. Yeah, that was quite stressful. Yeah, talk to us about that. What, uh, what I guess, what presented as, as challenges for you? Um, well, I, I, was, I wanted to put together a band. Mm. Um, so I, I, and I was, like, very on top of it, like, like months in advance. Right. Um, and I put together a band, and then, like, like a month away from the show, like the drummer and the the guitar player, had to like got better opportunities, and we're like, yeah, we have to bail on this. Oh shit! Oh man. Um, but then I got other people who were great. Yeah. Um, but then it was just like a very like hectic uh, rehearsal. I think we only had like two practices prior to the show. Oh wow. It was like just like oh, so many emails and Instagram DMs to everyone organizing. Right, right, right. It's like fuck. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is gonna be good. Oh man, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice. It was a nice time. Yeah. In the end. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was sold out. Uh, there were people waiting outside. Uh, who weren't let in at the at the damn baby G. Yeah, I uh, love that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get for not being punctual. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, everyone crushed it that night as well. And super fun that uh, that uh, everyone who you collaborated with on the project was able to, to come through and perform with you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone except uh, Fred Wade. Right. Who was in uh, UK. Right, okay. Um, shout out to Fred Wade. Um, shout out, baby. Shout <laughs> out, baby. <laughs> um and how did you, uh, I guess, um, yeah, how, how did you feel when it came to um, putting out volume two? Did you feel like there was like a, was there was there pressure? Was there like a, a, a timeline that you had, you had kind of said or maybe even the label that had given you 
um, to put it out, or was that solely on you to, to kind of put out when you'd felt uh, felt comfortable with it? There were like three timelines. I just each one just kept getting pushed back. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, like, I didn't really feel any pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't being harassed by uh, fans yeah. <laughs> asking for this, begging me to drop this project. We <laughs> need that crack for the streets. We right. yeah. <laughs> need you to feed the streets real quick. Um, I know. Uh, you may not know this, but you know, Nivekin actually did a uh, a ten hour live stream on uh, on YouTube uh, at midnight of the the Bong Two drop. We were just waiting. Just waiting, just eating chips, waiting uh, for the drop, and then dropped, and then we watched it, or we listened to it. And watched it. We watched it. We watched the album. Uh, we actually played Kindergarten Cop silent <laughs> yeah. on mute, actually. That's right. And this was like playing. That's right. And the album. Yeah, uh, yeah it's like Dark Side of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, little do you know, your album is actually the perfect soundtrack to Kindergarten Sync. Cop. <laughs> perfect sync. That's right. You actually just have to play the album 13 times <laughs> through, but, you know. Uh, still really, really great. <laughs> um, this is a bit of a ridiculous question, but we're gonna ask it anyways. If you uh, if you were to ghostwrite for any artist out uh, currently, uh, who would you want to ghostwrite for? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'd want to try uh, to write like pop music. Mm. Yeah. Dua Lipa. Woo. Holla at me. Holla at me. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be very cool. Would you, uh, I'm trying to think. Would you ever do like, uh, hmm. I don't know what would be too obscure. You think you'd ever write uh, like a rap verse? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I can be bought. <laughs> mm. But to, to spit, like they want you to actually. They wanted the you. What if perform? they wanted you? What if they wanted you to? to they want to me to rap. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. They wanted Young Clancy to come through. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Y U N G. Logic. Right. <laughs> Logic featuring Young Clancy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's well, that's a perfect record, bro. <laughs> that's right. That's a lot of bars. That's like a thousand bars, yeah. all in one song, right there. I yeah. do have to, I do have to say real quick that Logic is uh he did a French Montana song. Oh yeah. About the strip club and he has a verse on there that is absolutely gross and disgusting. <laughs> and I say that because um when he says it once it, Juicy J says it, it sounds comfortable. When he says anything close to that, it just sounds filthy and nasty. <laughs> What's he talking about? Uh you know like getting lap dances and Yeah, and it just sounds wrong when he's talking about um T- telling a girl to let her worries go and uh, immediately have sex with them. Oh. And, uh, but in a logic way, so it doesn't sound sick. <laughs> it sounds more educational. You know? I guess it's yeah. not great to like be ha- have to picture uh, logic having sex. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't help at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just picture him with like his glasses on still and like. Uh, just like explaining how he was like feeling during the day in the process, you know, just like, you know, today was like a long day and I could tell you about it. Uh, if you really want to hear, that's what I imagine him doing. Um, clearly I've thought about this for too long already. <laughs> um, Remember that, uh, 
the Ed Sheeran song, uh, Shape of You, when it came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, part of the story behind the song was that he wrote it for Rihanna originally. Mm, I did none of that. But I think that was actually a lie, and it was just, like, a genius PR strategy. Whoa. So, like, no one had to picture Ed Sheeran having sex when no. they listened to the song, <laughs> and they thought about Rihanna instead. Oh, oh. interesting. Damn. What a... That is a lot of PR strategy. <laughs> I wonder how Ed felt <laughs> when his PR team told him that. They're like, hey, <laughs> listen, bro. In it, bro. Not sure this is a good idea. Um, wow. I wonder. That's a that's a good theory. I wonder. I mean, I can never prove it to be true. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, artists always say that, though. They're always like, oh, I wrote my song for Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know, when... When he was alive, I'm like Akon. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if <laughs> Michael's that down. Yeah, you know he. That's right. You know he's not that understanding. He's um, not that understanding. <laughs> yeah. Oh mm. shit! Who would you go straight for if you had the chance? That's a great question. Who would I go straight for? Hmm. Uh, probably Tory Lanez. Oh um, no. <laughs> okay. No, no way. Um. Hmm. hmm. No way. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what. He, I know yeah. people like, <laughs> people shit on him a decent amount, but you know what? Chick's Tape 5 is coming out. Oh, my God. And you know what? That might be a vibe Whoa. to listen to on uh, when you're all alone. <laughs> Exclusively um, when you're alone. Ooh. You, see, the thing is, I'm going to pick all these good artists. Right. And I don't know if I would be able to ghostwrite for these right, actual right, artists right. that write. So I wouldn't know off top, would you mm-hmm. say? Uh. I, I guess the ghostwriter for the ghostwriter of Drake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. What was his name? Quentin Miller? Was that his name? Yes. Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller, Miller yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> mm. uh, I was What's actually, he up to? I was actually yeah. listening to him the other day. Uh, oh, yeah. He's still, I mean. Quentin Miller Originals? Quentin Miller Originals, that's right. Uh, don't don't get as much love as they deserve. Um, decent, you know. Nothing spectacular. Um he actually wrote a song a few no just last year called uh destiny freestyle where he kind of addresses the whole the situation Mm -hmm. and uh yeah he also talks about getting in like a horrendous car accident and like having to amputate the lower half of one of his legs yeah oh my god yeah he's gone through a lot Uh, he's like a single father of two daughters oh really yeah 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 and uh yeah he just kind of talks about how like he didn't ask. He didn't ask for like any of the commotion of that Meek Mill thing. He was just trying to make music with someone he respected, and you know he did what he had to do to like, you know, pay the bills and you know upstart his career, and uh, and yeah, I was just like, yeah, I didn't I didn't want to get dragged into this Meek Mill thing, this Nicki Minaj thing, and a lot of shit has gone on in my life, but no one seems to care, uh, and here I am just still putting out music. Since then, he's put out like a couple albums. Um, I think uh, Meek Mill kind of fucked him over with that, like his whole situation. I wonder, uh, because I, I don't really know how it affected him. If anything, I would assume that it gave him more Definitely attention. Definitely made him more famous. Yeah, yeah. I would assume it gave him more attention because it's like, oh, wow, you wrote one of Drake's, you wrote and rapped and did everything for one of Drake's most popular songs, right? Um, Definitely top five. Yeah, <laughs> top five. <laughs> <laughs> like, top five what? <laughs> Drake songs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. I thought you were gonna <laughs> <laughs> top five. So he's songs top five. Time. I was like, <laughs> Quentin Miller is a top five. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't know. Right. Guys, it's Nas. He's top five yeah. ghostwriter for yeah, sure. Top five ghostwriter. Yeah, and I mean, writing for 
ghostwriting for Drake is like uh like one song is a healthy annual salary, you know? Yeah, I I hope so. And like I feel like yeah, you want to get that shine, but you shouldn't mind. I would I don't think he would mind just continuing, you know, doing that Keep process. Doing his thing, yeah. yeah. But he I can't. He got a nice check for sure. Well, yeah, but he can't so. though anymore. I'm sure that Drake probably dropped him. Oh. After that situation. Yeah. Well, that's a shame, you know. Tried to build a healthy relationship. Um Dang. He got got, but he's still doing his thing, you know? And, uh, yeah. I think, I think I started listening to him more because I was like, oh, you know what? If this, uh, if, if Drake find, found him that significant, you know, to have him write a whole song for him, it was worth, worth giving him a listen. So, shout out to Quentin Miller. Um, yeah. But I don't know who I, who I would go straight for, to be honest with you. I was jokingly going to say, like, oh, Kendrick Lamar, you know? Uh, but uh, no i uh i can't rhyme so that doesn't help uh but you know i'll think about it i'll think about it maybe i go straight for like like a metal band um (laughs) on some like obscure shit yeah or like a punk band maybe Mm. no um show me the body you heard of that band they're really good they opened for king crew a few years ago uh when he came to toronto um oh yeah. At the music hall? Uh, yeah, that's right. How's that that? Oh, fair enough. But yeah, show me the body open. Uh, yeah, I didn't see them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. You know what? They're actually coming to the garrison on Sunday. If you have any interest in uh, following up, you know? <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I have unfinished business. Yeah, <laughs> You know, uh, I'm going to come back to, to talking about your music here. Um, I think uh, with a lot of the music that you put out, there's um, a lot of themes uh, sonically that kind of go uh, in and out of your projects. Uh, I remember something that we spoke about uh, earlier this year was like um, uh, a lot of the uses of your, your samples um, in places that kind of add on to the more like fundamental instruments of a bass line and uh, uh, a melody and a drum um, where you kind of have like these noises. Um, sometimes they can just sound like, uh, like really distant or, or sometimes they're, um, yeah, they're they're more integral to the song. But um, I remember mentioning to you that it was very reminiscent of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasies and like a lot of the sounds that you kind of heard in that project. Um, yeah, and I remember you saying that, uh, yeah, it was like a, a very... Uh, a meaningful al- album to you, something that you'd, you'd listen to a fair bit of and, and, and kind of studied. Um, but I guess I say this to kind of say that, uh, you know, it's very clear that uh, there are a lot of ideas and a lot of kind of influences uh, and instruments that you, you showcase in the music um, to, you know, I think the Friends EP is also like a, a great testament to um, the, the kind of diversity and, and, and variety in, in the sounds that, and, and the music that you create. Um, you know, I'm curious to know, do you feel like there is, uh, there's like a pressure, um, by this like idea of like sticking to a genre? Cause I guess, yeah, the way I see it is like, it doesn't seem like that's something that you're bound by. Um, but I'm curious to know if, if that's true for you as well, or, or if you feel differently about it, or if that's something that you're thinking lots about when you make your music. Um, yeah, I, I, d- I don't. genre mm. I think when I put out the first uh, 
project. Yeah. And it put uh it was like very like rap influenced. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people started calling me a rapper. Really? I was like, I <laughs> no. <laughs> please. Yeah, please do God. <laughs> um I mean if logic came knocking at your door, you know, it'd be a different story. Yeah, I'm a rapper. Yeah, I'm a rapper. <laughs> I'm a rapper. You rap. <laughs> Only for you, logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, sorry, please do continue. But yeah, I definitely I I love to like play with different genres mm-hmm. and tr- try to like cram as many into yeah, <laughs> every yeah, song yeah. as possible. And I think in general, like most, we're living in like very like g- genreless time. Mm. Yeah, Spotify age. Yeah, Spotify age. Streaming. <laughs> we were actually <laughs> the, stre- jo- <laughs> the streaming era. We were actually joking about this uh, right before you came down. Era. We were just saying, listen, we're there's 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 only one war we need to be concerned about right now. It's not it's not the war on terror. It's not the war on drugs. It's the war on streaming. <laughs> streaming wars, man. Everything from music to porn. Everything. Disgusting how they do that. You know, they force us to go to this one website and stream off this website. When trial runs, you know, so the war is against this, like the stream, this platforms. Um, the war can be anything you want it to be, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> say it's the war. I think that's how regular war works too. But yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I'm tired of of the uh, you know the exclusivity that that's gonna come with, you know, only being able to watch get my Star Wars fix on Disney Plus. You know, oh my god. Yeah, Kidney? really. Then I gotta go to Crave TV if I am interested in watching. Uh, you know, yeah, a, a we're gonna re-bo. have to have like five different streamers. Streamers, yeah, precisely. <laughs> then you got the good old, you know, your 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 handy Netflix, and then you got the the wars of the you know the iPhone users who want to have Spotify rather than Apple Music. They feel conflicted, like they're they're you know betraying their uh, their masters. You know, <laughs> mm, that's uh, big. Wow, well, it's yeah. uh. I think as long as you're willing to like click the X on like a million pop up ads, you can watch anything for free. It's true. Shout out Putlocker, man. Shout out the Pirate Bay forever. One two three movies. Shout out one two three movies. I appreciate you. Dot to dot eu dot zo. It's constantly changing because you know the viruses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it would have saved you more money to just like buy a Norton antivirus and just keep it all going than to have just gone through with it but you know we do it for uh the freedom because that's <laughs> all we freedom want. that's what that's what we want that's what it's about that's yeah you know oh. what i mean you don't be tied down to the streaming services come on man disney plus mm. Net- netflix canada is hurting yeah we need more <laughs> movies <laughs> on there don't make us pay for the vpn is what we're telling you netflix yeah just think about us please but disney plus is a problem because they own hulu and hulu owns fx I was like, oh. a load of shows, good ass shows there. Yeah, isn't that uh, yeah. where uh, Atlanta's on? Is Atlanta on FX? Yeah, it's yeah. FX. Dangers. Fargo. Um, you know the other. It's always sunny. Yeah. yeah. That's Shit. on there. Shoot. Um. Yeah, that is bad. So what? Yeah. I mean, I'll still be torrenting, but you know, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. all right. This is I, I'm concerned about. You know, everyone else can't just sit on my my u-torrent high horse and uh, not think about the people in this case but uh it's the war on streaming that's the that's the real war we got to think about here friends um 
But no, I I think to what you were saying about uh, genreless music, um, yeah, I I think I suppose I asked that question mainly because um, uh, I I guess I acknowledge that oftentimes that is like a, a challenge for artists, um, given like when or where uh, uh, their popularity or kind of like uh, momentum can come from when there's like a, a particular song or particular ideas that very clearly uh, resonate with people more than more than others um but ultimately and ideally yeah you 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 never want uh you never want someone to kind of feel bound to bound to an idea right you you want i feel like most people don't yeah only it i i only think that it's a problem for rappers and country musicians Hmm. who like feel uh that you know like the music that they make is like has to be like within the a certain right kind of structure right 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 that's yeah. fair yeah fair enough maybe i am just thinking about rappers then um because yeah i suppose i'm not thinking about country music too often <laughs> yeah fair enough um, check it out yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're gonna love it yeah <laughs> okay who, who do i need to start who do i need to start with um, to get into it can you help ease me into country music absolutely um you know johnny cash Good. dolly pardon some of the old greats okay <laughs> should Lil Nas i x. pardon me Lil Nas x, Lil Nas x. Lil Nas x. Right. one of the goats right there right. yeah yeah um, we classify him yeah that's country right. <laughs> <laughs> mm, rucker yeah probably <laughs> probably yeah it's also a probably for me <laughs> Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, he is a black man that's doing country music. I think he's the, I, to my knowledge, I think he might be the only. At least in current music, music which yeah. is kind of a wild feat, you know, if you're able to do that. Fair. So I, I, off rip, I think he's probably great. I haven't even heard one song, <laughs> but I'm enough. assuming. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, We're okay. gonna say that he's really good. Yeah. All right. I've never heard his music. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Um, We're. Vouching for him. Yeah, yeah <laughs> vouching for him hard. <laughs> Very clearly, super hard. We've never met the guy uh, or heard his music. Um, but that's fair. Um, and I think that's like a, a very valid point to, to, to bring up as well. Um, but do you think that's like, that's uh, only a result of like the this kind of like, yeah, this more streaming age or like as a result of like how much access we have to like so many different styles of music and, and, and people in places and with their music or... Yeah, um, people definitely like know way more music than ever before in time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's fair. Um Yeah. I, I think maybe for me personally, I, I think I also think uh I think when you say that I think about like um our introduction to like Afrobeats. Uh I realize a place like Toronto also like helps that on, uh, in terms of like what you hear people playing and where people are coming from. Um mm-hmm. but uh, even still, right? For for us to then like follow up and be like, oh, I heard Afrobeats. I found it interesting. I want to learn more about it. Or I want to listen to all the different uh, regional and like nationwide nuances that come with it. Um, is suddenly far more accessible. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, do you think uh, or, or do you feel there are any like, uh, I guess outside of given that, yeah when it comes to kind of like sticking to a genre or a particular sound, it's not something that um, you feel a pressure or, or maybe a, a fear of. Is there, is there anything that you feel um, 
that you have a fear around when it when it comes to making your music? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't uh, make my living off the music exclusively. Fair. So, you know, there's nothing. Uh, I I got almost nothing to lose. Fair, so fair <laughs> enough. You know, I and if you just make music that's interesting and yeah. ex- you know that you think is really good it'll be better received in the end yeah fair enough than if you're just making the same shit over and over <laughs> right, right. Um, which the people are out there doing and making a good buck yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know you you get you become successful and you have to like that's when you would get pressure to mm-hmm. make music a certain way right otherwise what's the point yeah yeah um yeah very good point um yeah um i guess yeah i guess uh, maybe what came to mind was like uh yeah thinking about a lot of artists who, who very much do have this like uh a pressure to to as it's their only uh and this, you're the first person to ever say this to me, but uh, it's their only J-O-B. The first time you referred to a job as J-O-B uh, <laughs> to me was just like mind-blowing. <laughs> uh, you came up to me and you're like, hey, man, you got a J-O-B? And I was like, oh, shit, I have a J-O-B. Um, so thank wow, you for yeah, that I'm as well. I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm glad that's not necessarily the case for you. Um, but, of course, you know, anxieties around uh, – about uh yeah music not sounding the way you want it to or uh yeah i don't know sometimes i i get that there's like fear with like just like releasing something or like letting go of something um particularly when there's like ideas of like perfection surrounding the music right um but uh it's good to know man it's good to know it's <laughs> not the case for you um I guess I, I I guess uh, you know another question that we had for you was that how is it that you kind of uh, um, you stay afloat when it when it feels like I- impossible to to like sustain uh, a living off music? But as you kind of mentioned, that's that's not necessarily the case for you. Um, and something that you kind of mentioned earlier too is that there is like an exhaustion that comes with thinking about uh, oftentimes this like facade that you kind of have to keep up to like. Uh, to maintain some kind of like quote unquote relevancy um but uh but yeah i mean even 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 without uh you know not necessarily having to uh or or making a, a living off of your music does that um is that a challenge that you still kind of feel w- when it comes to like just like s- sustaining the the work that you do as like an artist um does it become challenging or exhausting uh sorry can you repeat the question yeah no worries i'm sorry i went super long with that um that's I, black, okay. I just blacked out that's okay, man. That's okay. i just had a stroke so that's, oh my god um do you do you still feel that it can uh is there any point in time where you can feel kind of impossible to to uh sustain like your your work as a as a musician or as an artist particularly when uh yeah you do have other obligations you do have uh a job or financial commitments or just like time and energy that you you continue to commit to to other places in your life uh 
Yeah, you know, goes through ups and downs. Yeah. But it's just something you have to just keep doing. Right. Like as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way forward. Just like keep doing it even when you don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Which is more often than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> care to admit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But yeah, it's rewarding. I think. Yeah, most certainly. Um, something that you mentioned uh, a, a little bit earlier is that, uh, and something that we saw in a, in a, in a, um, an interview that you'd recently done as well was uh, was was bringing up therapy. And I know that you just briefly mentioned too that it's something that you're, uh, you're interested in, in kind of uh, investing some time and energy into. Yeah. I'm talking about how I'm going to go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for for a very long time, I mean, I'm st I'm very much in that position right now. Um, but it's also, yeah, it's something that a future uh, therapy patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm a future therapy patient. Exactly. Um, but I did. But I did. Uh, I did. I did give it a go. You know, um, there's like a a free kind of like government funded one uh which was cool of course the result of like it being government funded is that uh they it's temporary so it's right. not like something you can keep going for and uh it's usually very spread out so rather than being able to go weekly or bi-weekly or anything like that um it's sometimes like three weeks sometimes a month in between sessions um but it was i, I guess maybe not eye-opening but i i guess like i uh um obviously there's like different methods right people have different means of going about it sometimes it's like very inquisitive and it's just a lot of questions and kind of getting you to to conclude something um sometimes counselors can often just like give you homework um it's just like all right you know either like fill out this you know here are these like prompt questions and like mm. answer them before you come to this next one or um, sometimes it's just a matter of like validating what you say but I guess my, my therapist in particular was more so like uh, a lot of homework and um, or not a lot but a, a decent amount of homework and it kind of felt like uh, well that doesn't sound great yeah <laughs> 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 yeah I guess uh, it, it wasn't it was it was challenging to do uh, of course because it was like so much of it was like self-motivation based you know right um, but I think I was uh uh, in a lot of ways i was maybe surprised by like the amount of pragmatism or just like how very kind of like uh logically was broken down in terms of like reshaping the way you like think about yourself or the world around you or whatever yeah. it is um but uh but yeah man do you feel like do you feel like uh uh the, like there's folks around you who who've like reaped the benefits of it as well what what was it that kind of brought that uh brought the idea for you of becoming a future therapy patient you know because that's like in itself is like a is a step i think um because oftentimes or i mean i'm sure there's folks that you know as well who would like never even yeah. consider uh of going right and it's just like getting older you know yeah we all just have like so much shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that's right really like deep uh inside us that's yeah, like af affecting us on a daily basis but like we'll never deal with it on our own really yeah mm -hmm. yeah no kidding i think that year that that like realization was very much like a something that we both came to this year especially um but you know 
It's therapy gang 2019 or therapy gang 2020 <laughs> and 2021 and 2022, you know? Yeah, and trust me, I'm in it. You know, I'm doing it right now. And uh, I can say that I feel good. I feel yeah. better. Yeah. Because my therapy in the past was listening to Love is Rage 1. Oh. Rosie Rosie <laughs> I thought that that would solve my problems. But no, I needed um, a real person. Shout out Julianne. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, she would love this, actually. No, nah, she wouldn't. But even when it's as ridiculous, even when I have ridiculous issues, you know? Mm. I still have to talk to someone right. about it, you yeah. know, something wild, like, actually, no, I can't, I can't, I wouldn't, mm, <laughs> uh, you to yeah. it's, it's between you and Julianne, you that's know? right, that yeah, is yeah, true, yeah. but I like, you know what, as you mentioned, potting is therapy, is it, oh, okay, I actually is a know. form of verbal therapy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, um, know, of all the types of therapy, you know, potting does get through some verbal therapy, there, once you get um, some things off your chest, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad for it. And you know what? All I can do is salute to that. <laughs> salute, salute to, to that, therapy. and salute to insurance via <laughs> yeah, your job. because yeah. um, you can get a <laughs> massage out of in- job insurance. Oh, tight! And which is good. You know, a lot of us are tense in our shoulders. You know. <laughs> Talk we need therapy it. on our minds and our bodies. That's right. Therapy is just a massage for your, uh, like psyche or whatever. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your heart, you know, your emotions. your soul, your soul. That's it. That's it right there. And if you decide to be a person that gets a massage and then a happy ending at the end, a rub and tug, then that is ultimately um, your choice. But also, the ultimate form of therapy <laughs> is it <laughs> oh no it's no i you know what that was one of those things where i was saying it i was thinking about it while i was saying it oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and yeah. i thought oh this is gonna hit him yeah. but no it, it's that's just right. a thought that's all right you know it's just a content yeah, in my yeah. head that's right. so just a piece of content <laughs> just a piece of content that's right sometimes it's hidden sometimes it's do you get that happy ending though i have never gotten one um just because have you been offered one no, and that's probably because they've the women that have massaged me um, have seen me and decided, no, this is not right for me. <laughs> they decided on their own, right. um, this is not good. Like, I don't want to be doing this. And um, no judgment. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't judge those who do. I don't judge those who don't, especially. <laughs> especially. <laughs> so, I know you're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> I think your therapy has brought you to a great place to be able to say that, you know. <laughs> 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 Whoa, what are you trying to say, bro? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, That's amazing. Good point. Um, That's good point. <laughs> but hey, listen, you know. You just uh, sound, you sound very at peace. That's yes. what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. That's good. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. I used to come off very angry. You know, I come in the podcast studio and <laughs> knock things over. <laughs> take off uh Chris's hat and he'd be like yo what are you what's up with you and I'm just I just kept it inside you know eventually got it out let it out and um chilling you're just chilling just vibing catching it <laughs> catching it now we're vibing <laughs> that's right now we're vibing now we're vibing that's right um but hey listen you know when and and if you're ready uh please let us know we're happy to provide you with resources Get you in touch with someone maybe nearby, affordable. Try and cover all those points for you. We're happy to help <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but, you know, in the meantime, 
uh, you know, enjoy your time as a future therapy patient. I think that's what it's really about. Yeah, yeah. I will. All right, man. For you know, for the most part, we've kind of reached any or all the 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 really hard hitting questions that we wanted to ask you. Um, we usually end the show with two segments um, that uh, hardly stay on course, but we're gonna we're gonna stick with it uh, for the sake of tradition and consistency, um, and get into our our first segment called Soup It Up, unofficially sponsored by Campbell Soup, uh, where we talk about something that's maybe made us upset or been challenging for us to kind of navigate or work through within the past week, the past month, the past year, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I'll start with you, Nivek, as we always do. Is there anything that's uh, made you a little salty or uh, made you upset? You know, I'm sure we've all heard this news regarding uh, T.I. and his decision to... Um, I was actually thinking of the same thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. Have you heard of this? I have, I have. Oh, okay. So I'm sure you're on the same page as me as in... You know, he's been checking his daughter's hymen, uh, and she's 18 currently, right? And personally, I'm, you know, I'm a new age man. I'm a man of the 21st century, <laughs> as some right. people like to call it. And I think it's just dis- absolutely disgusting, filthy. I personally would have stopped when she was 15, but, you know, he just kept, no, okay, no, no, I would not. I'm, of course I'm kidding. I would not. That's not. This is another it's one nasty. of the jokes that uh, uh, <laughs> you're about, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Got him." <laughs> no, um, no, it's very bad, and I don't think it's good at all. And you should not check your daughter's uh, vagina and uh, parts that don't concern you, right? And you should allow her to live. And ultimately, if you're having a child, you know, um. You have to be aware that, you know, that child is going to have sex one day. Or they may not um, have sex if they're a loser. No, um, God, <laughs> no. no. The there are people, the no, of course not. No, you're, they're going to have relations, and that's good. And you're a role um, today. <laughs> <laughs> you're a real role. Ah, uh, this is my highlight. Yeah, this, this is your highlight. highlight reel of right? potting here. But, um, yeah, so don't do that ultimately, and I'm sure we, do you agree? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm in it. We're in agreement. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you? On I'm in agreement. I think um, if you're thinking about having a child, don't. Um, I feel like you should just yeah. spend the next twenty. Time to stop checking yourself. having kids. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Just. You know? uh, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> just think about being a good person to the kids already out there in the world, and um, be a good person to yourself. And um, just don't, so you don't do dumb shit like this, you know? Exactly. I just feel so embarrassed for her. Yeah. That he's talking about it. Yeah. And that's it became like a big story. Yeah, that's right. This like girl's life, you know? Yeah, it's fucked up that, ha- that he was doing that, but that, that he was like talking about it on a podcast yeah. of all places. Right. Whoa. <laughs> what? I, potty, I didn't even know that. is not therapy. I'm putting that out there right now. It's just oh a, my goodness. He said that on a podcast? He said it on a podcast. It's a fucking podcast. Yeah, man. Jeez. And he said it probably proudly. Sacrilegion. Yeah. <laughs> this place of this place of sacred harmony. And you know how he's talking. He's probably saying like, "I do declare that her <laughs> In her rights does, yeah. her rights are my he's obligatory like, <laughs> uh, feelings and whatever." You know how he says that shit. <laughs> you know, so he probably said it in mad big words. So they were like, "Okay, cool." 
Okay. He did. I believe he said expeditious. <laughs> <laughs> he's like to the doctor, and he's like, and I want my results expeditiously. That's wrong. This is fucked. Yeah, I do declare. <laughs> some somebody just went back to the 1800s Mississippi. Um, mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's very troubling, and I, and I agree with you, Nate. I think uh, it's really uh, it's really sad that this girl's life is like now like being publicly examined you know by the world mm-hmm. as a result of this like dad being so proud of like his decision to like police uh his poor like child um and i also think it's just like more uh it's just more uh reason and like another example to like add to the table of like our uh our understanding of like our relationship to like women and, and like young women, especially, mm-hmm. um, which is as men. And that's really scary. Um, but yeah, man, I think the moral of the story is just don't have kids because we're just, we're not competent, you know, we're just <laughs> not competent enough to like raise another human and like not mess up. Um, you know, I just think that's what it comes down to. And, uh, I mean, obviously I'm, slightly joking here you know there's like yeah there's a chance and i'm sure if you try really hard you'd probably do a good enough job you know and it's really just about acknowledging your mistakes <laughs> uh, but uh just don't do it anyways i feel like that's the way to go exactly um that's very true but yeah maybe we just yeah. scare a child you know and uh pregnancy all of it yeah, yeah. all of it that's the message that's the the psa um well wow look at that our our soup it up is the same this is the first time ever in high top flip flop history that we've all been thinking the same thing that's right Mm. three way that's right that's right this is like the best three way well you fucking ti fucked up man (laughs) that's right we're not even directly affected, but it's that's right. I'm just haunted by it. Yeah, truly though, <laughs> truly though. Um, you know, what? all that we can do is ultimately make change. So if I ultimately have a doc- daughter, I will 100% not do that. That sounds like a good place to start. And that's what we can do if we decide to get uh, have children, or if we accidentally uh, are with child. Then you know, we gotta do what we gotta do, which is raise them properly and not do that. Yeah. Just don't, yeah. So. Just don't do that, you know. Let them live your life. Like, what's the? <laughs> yeah, I have nothing else to say. I'm just uh, indubitably. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Uh, How long do you think it is before men can get pregnant? Man, <laughs> good question. I'm saying. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you, you feel like you. I had no. Oh, sorry. I, I, I just don't want to cut you off. Um, no, I thought you had something. That's a good question. I guess uh, I'm not going to answer this question because I just don't know enough of the science. I just don't know what we need to make that happen. <laughs> Me too, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I'm not asking that question at all. He obviously knew the science. That's yeah. why he's asking this question, yeah. bro. You don't but, know science, uh, bro? I don't know science. I don't know science, man. Um, that's also a good Arnold movie. What? Junior. Oh, Junior. Is that the one with Danny DeVito? <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Spot on. Spot on. And they're like uh, twins, right? <laughs> no, that's twins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have they been in two movies together? 
Yeah, they had like a nice like double header. <laughs> Why? <Yeah. laughs> they just had great chemistry. <laughs> one's big, one's that's uh, small. Right. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's yo. That's what they were thinking in the nineties. Like executives were like, he's big, he's small. <laughs> yeah, bang. Put them together. That's Ninety a mil. Hit. That's Junior right. twins. <laughs> think, about, think about rush hour. Same principle. Just like ah, he's black, Asian he's Chinese. Black. Exactly. Let's put it together. Boom. Easy. Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> wow, we're Double such ended. fools for <laughs> taking this in because they they did that. They were like, "Oh, black guy, Chinese guy," and then they monster hits. Monster hits. Like people still watch them. Yeah, Shire, man. I mean, think about every blockbuster. You know, mm-hmm. it's really the worst thing, guys. Street racing. Let's let's drag it on for twenty years. Yeah, bad boys, black guy, other black guy. <laughs> exactly. Easy. Good cop, bad cop. Easy peasy. Um. Yeah, damn. All of them. Garbage. Damn, we got to do shit. We also need to brush up on our Arnold <laughs> film mm. <laughs> film yeah. history. Because uh, besides Terminator, we're just messing it all up. Confusing it for a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, Arnold's really lived an interesting life, though. Yeah. You know? Governor of California, governor of California for a little bit. Yeah. Bodybuilder. Bodybuilder. Then an actor somehow. Yeah. I don't know how that even came. Like, how do you make that transition? It's a great question. I think he achieved, like, a certain level of fame as a bodybuilder. Yeah. Some level of recognizability. That's right. And then he, I think Conan the Barbarian was his first movie. Okay. Good to know. Where he, I think, I haven't seen it, but I feel like he was just, like, mostly, like, walking around in, like, a, like, a loincloth, just, like, axing. With a big axe. Yeah, yeah. Flexing. Yeah, flexing. Super oiled up. Yeah, it's just a one long flex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can picture that. I mean, realistically, his career is like, has not, uh, it's not really grown from there. You know, we haven't necessarily seen any uh, complexity in his acting. But, uh, you know, Junior was pretty complex, I suppose. It's really a complex role to take on. Yeah, you know, he had some in, some interesting comedy films. <laughs> right. Jingle All the Way. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you might recall. Yeah, that's right. And he said he wasn't a cinephile. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I am. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay, let's get into our final segment here. This one's called Three Pete, unofficially sponsored by Lil Wayne. And this is where we ask you three questions in sets of three. Try and answer them as quickly as you can, but if you got to take your time, you take your time. That's just how it is. Um, first question. Who are uh, three Canadian artists you're enjoying right now? Uh, well, Maddie just put out her her project. It's really good. Amazing. Um, Monsoon. No Kay. guy. Yeah. Also just put out an EP. You know, I'm just re- really getting back into my guy, Neil Young. Oh, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> you know? Amazing. Yeah. Boom. Loved him in high school. Yeah. Left him behind for a bit. I'm back. <laughs> He's back. He'll yeah. never leave you. He'll never leave you. Yeah. Um, he'll never leave you. Phenomenal. All right. First question down. Next question. Three favorite places to eat in your neighborhood. Mm, uh, Laziza. Mm-hmm. You know, shawarma, falafel, that type of thing. Easy, really easy. good. Uh, 
not like so much in my neighborhood, but this place, Khmer Thai, more north of here. Cool. It's like the best soup I've ever had in my life. Damn. Hit it up. We will, absolutely. Um... Elise and I actually went to for like a very fancy dinner to this place, Actino Light on Ossington over nice. there. Nice. It was it was like a wild like farm to table like ten course meal. Yeah. And like the chef would often like personally deliver the the plates. Right, and right, like right. Tell you a whole story about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About all the yeah. porridge. They're an amazing restaurant. Yeah. yeah. They uh so they go out every morning as like a crew. I'm sure they told you this. Um, to like forage all their like veggies and or not veggies but herbs and berries and things like that to put in the food and they didn't tell me that oh which is weird because shoot. they told me so much <laughs> <laughs> they just weren't trying to flex they were trying to be humble I guess um, maybe it's yeah. not every morning but they go out super frequently and it's just like the cooks um, and correct me if I'm wrong but there were like no like servers necessarily eh? was it just the the cooks that they had there who were all kind of bringing up the food? No, there there were a few servers. There were a few servers, okay. Yeah. There, it was a, quite a large staff for a pretty small restaurant. Damn. Yeah. yeah it was pretty f- sick, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really wanted to uh, to go check that out. So that's great, man. I'm glad it was a positive experience. Five stars on the old Yelp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is the last question for you. Who are three people who support you unconditionally? Um, my wife. Mm-hmm. My parents. I guess that's three people. But Fair enough. <laughs> if you want to add a third, that's all right. Parents can count as one. Parents can count as one. My wife, mommy, and daddy. <laughs> easy peasy. <laughs> easy peasy. Beautiful. Awesome, man. We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for, for joining us, for being here with us. Thank you. I hope this therapy session was um, positive. I hope you know that this is nothing close to what therapy will be like. <laughs> therapy will be yeah. far more enriching. Uh, less I hope I find out someday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you certainly will. And enjoy, you know. As I said, enjoy this time as a, as a future... <laughs> Uh, visitor of, of therapy <laughs> as, a me- as a mentally ill person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh shit yeah I think that's precisely what I was alluding to there my apologies <laughs> um, but uh, people can listen to the music everywhere on all the streaming platforms out there regardless of the streaming war hell yeah um, <laughs> you can listen to volume one which side will you take? Well, so which side <laughs> will you take? That's right. That's a real question. Because you're keeping track. He's keeping track of all the damn platforms. Um, but listen to it all. And uh, please keep up with Young Clancy if you're out there listening. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Cheers. We're uh, excited to, to keep hearing whatever new music you decide to put out whenever you decide to put it out. And uh, just let us know, you know, if we can uh, work the door at your next concert or support you in any way we can. You should do like a live podcast at the next concert. Oh, just at the back. Yeah. And just like do commentary. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, what yeah. we should, we should that do. That presents a lot of audio uh, <laughs> difficulties. <but laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> just all the mics fed and just constant feedback. Um, 
That would be perfect. We should we should really live stream. The, uh, you did some great tr- uh, troubleshooting earlier. With the <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the yeah, sound, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I really believe in you. Hey, thank you, man. You know, sometimes I'm really good at uh, just not plugging things in and then plugging them in. So I'm figuring it out as we go along. But uh, no, truly, we're uh, we're very thankful that we've had the chance to to sit down with you here, and we're really excited to to hear what comes out next, man. Um, so thank you. Thank again. you. Um, as always. This is Chris, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. not Chris, a.k.a. Uh, bash me outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Do Too Little, a.k.a. Little Poopy Dirt, a.k.a. It's Not Me, It's Not You, we're just going through a tough time right now. Um, and as always, I'm here with Navek. Hey, it's Navek, a.k.a. Navek, a.k.a. Mr. Rump on your own, say hello, then one away, a.k.a. The Tamil Tyrese, a.k.a. Big Seon, and uh, a.k.a. Little Couch. Um, we're here with Nate, we're with Young Clancy, this is episode 73. Uh, let's all say bye to the camera at the same time. One, two, three, bye. Bye. Bye, bye. And your poems are sweat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna make you well, 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 well. Yeah, I'm gonna make you well, 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 well. The night is long, 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 long. And you might have done at the last one. But I'm gonna make it work. I'll be your dummy And tell that man Searching through The crowd That we don't have your money But you can come and knock me around And stomp my head in the ground I'll be your clown, yeah I'll make you love me Curled up on the ground, and your palms are sweaty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna make you well, 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 well. Yeah, I'm gonna make you well, 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 well. The night is long, 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 and you might have done at the last one. But I'm gonna make it work, 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 work. I'll be your dummy I'll be your clown I'll be your dummy Play this message, press...